You're listening to Titans of the Trades. I'm your host, Ryan England, author of Hire Better People Faster and creator of the Corfit Hiring System, a proven process to help growing companies attract and retain only the best. I'm on a mission to revolutionize the perception of the trades and elevate it to new heights. After growing up in a blue collar family, my passion for making the trades cool again runs deep. If you're a Titan in the industry and want to be on my show, stick around until the end and I'll reveal how you can be my next guest. You get a new hire in the door, you might say, hey, you can make a $50 decision for the business. A mistake could cost $50 to the business. You can make it without talking to anybody. And then once anything over that, you come talk to your next line supervisor or you come talk to me Sure. and then we'll make that decision. Then over time, that keeps growing and stuff. So now you got a team member who can make a $50,000 decision. And at that point, if you already know, hey, they can make that level of decision, you're going to trust them a lot more. You're going to be able to delegate a lot more to them just because you've built up this like confidence, that incremental steps towards proving that someone else can actually do all of these things. We often meet entrepreneurs in the work that we do who get stuck in the business. They're, they're focused on the things that they enjoy. They focus on the reasons that they started the business, the things that they were good at. A lot of times, our clients have actually started a business doing the thing they used to do as a job and get pulled back in over and over and over again. And one of the biggest challenges we have is helping these entrepreneurs grow their business because they're too busy in it. They're not spending enough time on it. You've heard it before. Today's guest is an expert at this. He's got a background in the military and he takes a lot of the principles that he learned there and helps entrepreneurs get ready to take their business to the next level. So get ready, take some notes. This is a packed episode. In fact, so much so that he'll probably be a guest in the future as well. I want to introduce Chris Dubois with Leading for Effect. Welcome to the show, Chris. Ryan, thank you for having me. All right. So our listeners are used to this because I ask this question a lot. I love it because I love knowing where we start with the conversation. So you do a lot of leadership training, you help entrepreneurs. What's the big myth? What's the thing that a lot of people that you work with or that you talk to believe that is absolutely not true? So the thing that I hear the most from founders, entrepreneurs, is that they have this belief that they can do it themselves. Mm. And as soon as they crush that belief, it's like their businesses take off. Like everything just aligns because they see it from just a completely different perspective. By getting rid of that, you're hiring an expert team. The idea, like, why would you hire someone if they're not an expert? And so by bringing them in, being able to trust that, hey, they actually do have some expertise and I can let them now grow. I can teach them some stuff, let them build it up. The... This is probably ego driven at some point, but like as the owner of a company, you often get stuck in those deliverables because you feel they're attached to your name. And so mm. if there's anything potentially wrong with whatever's being delivered, that service, that product, it's like you feel obligated to go fix it and make sure that it's at your standard, which ties you up. It, it pulls you away from all of the other things in your business you could be doing because you're doing that when in reality, your team. Generally speaking, if you're hiring right, don't just bring in some new hires and, and expect. Yeah, they can come in, they can deliver, and they're going to find some new innovative ways to actually get things done. They're going to surprise you with their ingenuity a lot of times. And if you have great processes, they're going to be able to follow those at, at least and be able to get it to the place that you want it to be. And by you yeah. actually coming in all the time and feeling like 
you have to do it yourself. You're not letting them grow. You're kind of teaching them that I only have to get this 80% because the boss is going to come down and he's going to get it the rest of the way. And now that's that's tying you up from everything else you could be doing within your business to help grow, function, to even just get back time in your life. So I think that is the number one myth, right? That you can do it all yourself. It, re- it reminds me of something that I constantly remind myself of. That the richest man in the world right now, Elon Musk, has the same 24 hours in a day that I do. <laughs> he only owns 17% of his company. He's the richest man in the world. And now he, he would probably disagree with me. And Elon, if you're listening, feel free. Like, let's talk about it on a future show. But I think that he could not build a Tesla. <laughs> he could not go mm-hmm. down to one of his factories and actually build the Tesla. Now, he might come in and they're like, hey, we have this manufacturing issue that nobody else in the company can solve. And they roll it up to him. But for the most part, he's not the one that knows how to do everything. Yeah. Some would argue he's one of the most successful people in the world. And so I think breaking down that myth that you can do it all. Sure, you can, but your company's only going to be yay big. Right. And it's ne- you're going to create a job for yourself is really what you're going to do. You're going to have to clock in. You're going to have to clock out. You're going to have to tell your family you're working late tonight because, yeah, you could do it all, but not at volume. And like you said, not being able to scale the business. You're going to be stuck and it's get letting go of that belief. So how do people let go of that? I mean, it sounds so easy, like just let get your ego out of the way and just let go of it. Like, how do you really let go of that idea that you have to be the one doing the work? Yeah. So a lot of times it comes down to finding those incremental moves you can make in order to get proof that it's possible, right? Like if you can convincing yourself in a single like fell swoop probably isn't going to happen because something has happened in an individual's life as an owner where they've been burned before, or they've just had a team member who wasn't able to reach that whatever potential that they sought out when they hired this person. And so if you can find those small steps to just continuously prove it by seeing it every single day, then it's going to work. One of the simplest actions that you can take is doing a spot check. I learned this when I was in the army, pulled it over to like the business world and it, it maps out perfectly. Imagine you're running a factory. You as a factory owner, this is perfect. Elon Musk working with Tesla. He has no idea how to build a Tesla. You're right. But he's talked to some engineers and he's talked to all the people on his board and all these people who do know different pieces of the process. And from his level, he's figuring out like, okay, what is the most important thing right now that we need to be paying attention to? Now he can walk down to the factory line and he can go look at part of that machine, or maybe it's a piece of the vehicle that's coming out. And if every day he comes down and he looks at that one piece, everyone working the factory line, maybe not the robots, they're probably not paying attention to it, but all the people are looking at what is he checking and they're going to go look and they don't even necessarily know what he's looking for, but they're going to go pay more attention to what he's looking at. And Mm. so just by doing that, your team is now paying attention to something. And if it was a problem in your business, even without you saying something, just by you going down and just looking at it, but making it apparent that you're paying attention to this. Everyone else sees that and they start doing it too. And now you get that little bit of proof that, hey, the team is looking for like to try being better. And I didn't have to go down and scold people or like be very directive on what they're doing. It's like they're looking for these opportunities to get better. And just by seeing that I care about something, they now care about it as well. I love that. As the leader, and even the owner doesn't have to do this. I'm sure that he's teaching people how to do the same thing. The leader walks down and says, I'm paying a lot of attention to this just through that action 
other people start paying a lot more attention. Now, you have to make sure the thing you're paying attention to matters. Right. But that concept reminds me of management by walking around. Have you heard this one before? Yes. And it's just, it blows my mind. There was a, a boat manufacturer we worked with and they found that if they, the managers walked around for 15 minutes a day versus not doing it all, productivity was up 30% just because they walked around for 15 minutes and people saw the leaders on the floor going, well, they're here. We better perform better. And they never knew when they were going to come. So people just started performing better because they didn't want to get stuck not performing well. Same thing here. Like people start paying more attention to it because they know you're paying attention to it. I love that. That's That's a great thing. So give us some examples for the entrepreneur, the person that wears 25 different hats on a good day, they do a little bit of everything. What are some steps that they can take to identify what are these things I should be paying attention to and how do they figure out what's important to pay attention to? Yeah. So this is it's probably twofold. So the first thing I would recommend every entrepreneur do is I'm a consultant. We like quad charts. And so you break down this one chart where at the top, you have the things that you're great at and the things that you're not so great at. Going down, you have the things you love doing, the things you don't love doing. It's super easy for someone to look at this chart and pair up everything that they need to be doing, right? If you're great at something and you love doing it, you're generally going to keep that. That's yours because it's probably one of the reasons why you started the business in the first place. Yeah. The stuff that you hate doing and you're not very good at, super easy to get rid of. Like, let's find a way to delegate this. Mm-hmm. Now, the stuff that you don't like doing, but you're good at, you're still pretty good at finding someone else to take it just because you don't want to be miserable all the time. You're like, hey, I own the business now. I have some capital. I have resources I can allocate to make sure I don't have to deal with this problem. Yeah. The one place that a lot of owners get stuck is the stuff that they're not good at, but they love doing it. And it's because they're so close to doing that task that they, just, they don't even see that the team is like miserable below them. Like, we can actually do that for you. Can we please just send it like... <laughs> delegate to us. We want that. And so the first thing I would do is actually look at like those tasks, identify what tasks that you should be the one actually running and leading versus getting someone else to do. So now the stuff, like going back to your question, the stuff you're paying attention to is going to change because of the level you need to pay attention to it. And so if it's stuff that like, I actually want to front run this because I love doing it and I'm great at it. I'm going to pay very close attention to those things and I'm going to make sure that the team knows um, what I'm looking at because I'm super aware of everything happening with this because I'm just, I've already sure. given it more of my attention. For the other stuff, you would do a couple different things with a team member, right? Who I have delegated to. One of the quickest things that you can do is pro- probably a track back or a back brief. There's a bunch of different names for this. Essentially, you give whatever guidance and then they come back pretty shortly afterwards. Like you're kind of crafting a plan with them. And they're going to process all of that. They're going to come back to you and say, all right, this is what I believe we need to be working on for X, Y, and Z. Did I hear you right on all of this? And you confirm that, hey, we're on the same page. Good to go. Then they can go run that. Now, because that person is going to continuously just gain experience doing whatever that task is, right? Yeah. you can now go to that individual and just check in either via spot check, right? Like where they're just going to see that you're looking at something and they should be filling you in earlier anyways. But you can ask very specific questions about the targeted metrics or the targeted outcomes, I guess, that you're looking for. And they'll be able to just provide answers. And often that comes proactively as people are getting better at their specific job. So when we're looking for like, all right, what should I even care about? 
right now. If you've delegated something, you're really relying on those individuals who you've put in charge to go do that. And for their kind of for their growth path, I like using gradual authority here where you get a new hire in the door. You might say, hey, you can make a $50 decision for the business. A mistake could cost $50 to the business. You can make it without talking to anybody. And then once anything over that, you come talk to your next line supervisor or you come talk to me. Sure. And then we'll make that decision. Then over time, that keeps growing. And so, so now you got a team member who can make a $50,000 decision. And at that point, if you already know, hey, they can make that level of decision, you're going to trust them a lot more. You're going to be able to delegate a lot more to them just because you've built up this like confidence, that incremental steps towards proving that someone else can actually do all of these things. Yeah. And then you can actually just rely on them to tell you what you should be paying attention to within the company. It's not, it doesn't need to be a, like you pushing or pulling, like they're just giving you this information because they know that's what they need to be doing. So just just make sure I got everything you said. I call it A and B. You share with me and I tell you what I heard just to make sure I'm hearing this right. So the first thing to get to the point where I can start finding out what to focus on and what are those important things is really figuring out what are the things I'm good at? What are the things I love doing? And then making that and saying, okay, now what are the things that I need to give up? And the things that I need to give up are the things that I shouldn't be focusing on. I should need other people focus on those. So if you're on my team, I get to go, Chris, okay, you decide what's the thing to go look at every day. And then your team sees that because that's now your responsibility. So that's one thing to figure out what to give up. And then the second thing that I heard is, now that I've decided what to give up, how do I actually trust the person to take care of it? And that's where I start spending a little bit of time. What did you call it? What was the authority? Gradual authority. Gradual authority. So you give them little bits of pieces so that if they make a mistake, it's not a huge issue to solve until you go, okay, I trust you. And so it's creating that trust because that is, I think, the number one thing I run into when I want entrepreneurs to let go is that the reason they think they can't, that nobody else can do it is because they don't trust anybody else to do it. Because there was one time 17 years ago when little Jimmy did it and it didn't work. So there's no way anybody can ever do it now. <laughs> like we hold on to that stuff. Right. So being able to trust them. Now I imagine I'm sitting here thinking about this. Okay. There are some things that I am good at that I love doing, but they're not the right things to be working on. Right? There are some things that I'm good at that, that I love doing, but like, for example, for me, I love getting in the weeds in the tech in our CRM and writing some code every once in a while. We don't do that at our company. So I make zero money when I do that. So I imagine that there are going to be some entrepreneurs that are thinking, okay, I'm great at this. I love it. And then their team looks at it and goes, yeah, but that doesn't make us money. That's not productive. That's not profitable. Like, how do we, I mean, I love fishing and I'm good at it. <laughs> That's on my list. We have a problem. So how do we actually compare that list of great and love and, and not great and not don't love to the business functions to make sure that we're actually driving results for the business? Yeah. So I can say it's twofold. First, you got to look at opportunity cost, right? Like, okay. is it actually worth my time to the business? As the owner, you can do things that others can't. Like no one's going to have as much skin in the game as you do. And others have to generally ask for permission to get certain things done. You can just go do it. Granted, assuming you don't have a board or someone else that you're reporting to. And so I look at that. What is the actual opportunity cost of doing this? Like, yeah, it might bring me some happiness, but it's actually going to stop me from being able to do X, Y, and Z, which are the things that I need in order to 
pay my team, keep the lights on, like do all of these. So yeah, I would make sure you're doing that. Something that was probably surprising for most was is actually that you can find hobbies in your personal life to do some of the things you enjoy doing in your business life. Elaborate for me. Yeah. I'm not big on the whole side hustle culture, but like a lot of people will say, Hey, I need to do everything within my business to be happy at work and doing all this. But at some point, like there might be something that like, no, you can't act like with your example, right? I can't actually go work on these tech things because it doesn't do anything for us right now. But you could go find that in your personal life to be happier and bring that happiness and joy to you doing something that then when you show up to work, you're still good to go. Something this unlocks because you enjoy doing that thing. Mm. There is two types of imagination. I'm going to like super like out, out there now. Don't worry. I'm taking notes so I can recap all this. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So you got a synthetic imagination and your creative imagination, right? The creative is like, we're coming up with new ideas. It's that kid that's, that's just generating that, that picture of a unicorn doing all these crazy things. But we can build just brand new ideas out of nowhere. We've seen this happen multiple times. They, turn, they can even turn into great businesses. More frequently, you see the synthetic imagination where it's we're going to take one item, something else, and we're going to put, it, put them together, create something new. And so when you enjoy something and you actually like doing it, you're building things, you're connecting like all these little synapses in your brain. You're thinking differently about what you're actually doing. Mm. And even though you can't be doing that in your business, by making sure you're still finding time to do it elsewhere, you're doing something that could benefit your business by potentially creating solutions for what your company actually needs. This is like that idea when I go fishing and I'm completely unplugged and I don't have the phone with me and we're just out there having fun, enjoying nature and all that. And then on the way back from the the fishing trip, all of a sudden I have all these ideas that are going to propel the business forward because I was able to disconnect and let my brain work on this different what you're talking about, right? This synthetic yeah. imagination. And I think this is one of the reasons that clarity breaks are so important for entrepreneurs is be able to completely unplug, disconnect so that your brain can work on problems in the background while you're doing something you enjoy. Is that right? That right? Yeah. And very frequently, those business ideas spawn from you noticing something else in the activity you're doing, right? So you're fishing and you hook the fish through both lips at the same time or something like something crazy. And then you're like, wait, what if I did that for my customers? Let's not put hooks through the lips of my customers, yeah. but I generally should going. avoid that. It's something that leads <laughs> to another. And it's because you're so focused on that activity in the moment that it is completely disconnected from what you're doing. So while you can't actually do it in your business, I think it's still very important to do in your life because it could have like a secondary effect to help you with business challenges. That's a great justification for entrepreneurs unplugging a little bit more and being able to get out and go do the things they enjoy because it can actually propel the business further. And I think it has the unintended or maybe intentional consequence of now you have to delegate (laughs) because in order for you to get out and go do the things you enjoy to work on that imagination and be able to create those new things in your business so you can take it to the next level, you have to leave the work to someone else while you're doing those things. I love that. It's a great business case. It's a why you need to go do this that I think is very emotionally compelling, but also is a great business case for why you should go do this. Like it's just, hey, I need to get out of the business because I'm going to go do this thing that's going to allow me to come back and be more productive and create a better business and better support my people and everything else. 
there's so many things in here. I feel like we could do three whole podcasts just on these things. But I just want to recap what we went over today as we wrap up here. I mean, the first thing is to really look at a way to delegate by understanding what it is you're good at and what you love doing, and then figure out those things that maybe you said the hardest ones are the ones you love doing, but you're not good at. And we all have those. And by the way, if you don't know what those things are, go ask your team. (laughs) They're going to tell you things that very quickly all the time. (laughs) And a client one time, he would get to the point where if things went smoothly, he would go break things just because he wanted to feel needed. It seems like, no, these are the things you're not good at. (laughs) That's why we've taken them from you. (laughs) And then take the time to build trust. Be giving that gradual authority, the $50. And then once they do that a few times, you're like, okay, now you can make $100 decisions and so on and so forth. Great idea there. And then figuring out what to give up first is looking at the opportunities costs. Like what is the opportunity cost of you spending your time doing these things versus not? And then the hobbies to help the business, the getting away and unplugging and doing the things that you love so that you can create that. I really like the synthetic imagination. Like I love that connecting dots and connecting problems in your hobbies and the things you do for fun and the time you spend with your family and those things that are really important. And then going, huh, if I were to do that back in the business, what would it do here? And how would that work? So many great ideas and great concepts. Chris, this was awesome. I know there are people right now that are listening going, okay, this guy sounds like he knows his stuff. How do I learn more? How do I get more of this? I know you do a lot of podcasting, so I'm sure you have a lot of free education people can get if they just want to listen and learn more. But you also have a free tool for them that they can get from you to help them with some of this process. Is that correct? Yes. So I've created a delegation guide. Okay. That should walk you through step-by-step everything you can be doing within your business to make things happen. So So, or really to get other people to help make things happen. So you can get some more time back in your business and work on the things that you feel actually matter as the entrepreneur. And how do people get that from you? Yeah. Reach out to me, Chris at leadingforeffect.com. You can connect to me on LinkedIn as well. I'll make sure uh, I get all that over to you. It's got a companion podcast episode so you can hear everything live. Awesome. Yeah. That is fantastic. Chris, thank you so much for being here. So many takeaways. In fact, I can't wait till I get to go do some more of this stuff because I want to spend some more time fishing and maybe I can circle it back to saying, hey, this is helping the (laughs) business. Business justification for that. Thanks again, Chris, so much. Really enjoyed having you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Ryan England here. Thank you so much for listening to Titans of the Trades. If you're a Titan in the construction, manufacturing, or skilled trades industry and would like to be a guest on my show, please visit podcast.corematters.com. If you found value in this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and share it with a friend or post it on social. And if you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Titans of the Trades. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, click the subscribe button. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and get me one step closer to solving the labor crisis facing the industry. Want to know more about how we're doing that? Go to our website or follow me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.